the law school of america today's lesson will play uninterrupted right after a brief message from our sponsor when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over 600 each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Property law is the area of law that governs the various forms of ownership in real property, land, and personal property. Property refers to legally protected claims to resources, such as land and personal property, including intellectual property. Property can be exchanged through contract law, and if property is violated, one could sue under tort law to protect it. The concept, idea or philosophy of property underlies all property law. In some jurisdictions, historically all property was owned by the monarch and it devolved through feudal land tenure or other feudal systems of loyalty and fealty. Though the Napoleonic Code was among the first government acts of modern times to introduce the notion of absolute ownership into statute, protection of personal property rights was present in medieval Islamic law and jurisprudence and in more feudalist forms in the common law courts of medieval and early modern England. Theory The word property, in everyday usage, refers to an object, or objects, owned by a person, a car, a book, or a cell phone, and the relationship the person has to it. In law, the concept acquires a more nuanced rendering. Factors to consider include the nature of the object, the relationship between the person and the object, the relationship between a number of people in relation to the object, and how the object is regarded within the prevailing political system. Most broadly and concisely, property in the legal sense refers to the rights of people in or over certain objects or things. Non-legally recognized or documented property rights are known as informal property rights. These informal property rights are non-codified or documented but recognized among local residents to varying degrees. Justifications and Drawbacks of Property Rights in capitalist societies with market economies, much of property is owned privately by persons or associations and not the government. Five general justifications have been given on private property rights. 1. Private property is an efficient way to manage resources on a decentralized basis, allowing expertise and specialization to develop with regard to the property. 2. Private property is a powerful incentive for owners to put it to productive use, because they stand to gain in the investment. 3. Private property allows exchanges and modifications. 4. Private property is an important source of individual autonomy, giving individuals independence and identity distinct from others. 5. Private property, being dispersed, allows individuals to exercise freedom, against others or against the government. Arguments in favor of limiting private property rights have also been raised. 1. Private property can be used in a way that is harmful to others such as a factory owner causing loud noises in nearby neighborhoods. In economics, this is known as a negative externality. Nuisance laws and government regulations, such as zoning, have been used to limit an owner's right to use the property in certain ways. 2. Property can lead to monopolies, giving the owner the power to unfairly extract advantages from others. Because of this, there are often laws on competition and antitrust. 3. 
property can lead to the commodification of certain domains which people would prefer not to be commodified, such as social relations. There is debate in certain countries, for example, on whether organ sales or sex services should be legal. 4. Private property gives individuals power, which can exacerbate over time and lead to too much inequality within a society. The propensity for inequality is justification of wealth redistribution. Natural Rights and Property In his second treatise on government, English philosopher John Locke asserted the right of an individual to own one part of the world, when, according to the Bible, God gave the world to all humanity in common. He claimed that although persons belong to God, they own the fruits of their labor. When a person works, that labor enters into the object. Thus, the object becomes the property of that person. However, Locke conditioned property on the Lockean proviso, that is, there is enough, and is good, left in common for others. U.S. Supreme Court Justice James Wilson undertook a survey of the philosophical grounds of American property law in 1790 and 1791. He proceeds from two premises, every crime includes an injury, every injury includes a violation of a right. The government's role in protecting property depends upon an idea of right. Wilson believes that man has a natural right to his property, to his character, to liberty, and to safety. He also indicates that the primary and principal object in the institution of government was to acquire a new security for the possession or the recovery of those rights. Wilson states that property is the right or lawful power which a person has to a thing. He then divides the right into three degrees possession, the lowest, possession and use, and possession, use, and disposition, the highest. Further, he states, useful and skillful industry is the soul of an active life. But industry should have her just reward. That reward is property, for a useful and active industry, property is the natural result. From this simple reasoning he is able to present the conclusion that exclusive, as opposed to communal property, is to be preferred. Wilson does, however, give a survey of communal property arrangements in history, not only in colonial Virginia but also ancient Sparta. Property Rights There are two main views on the right to property, the traditional view and the bundle of rights view. The traditionalists believe that there is a core, inherent meaning in the concept of property, while the bundle of rights view states that the property owner only has a bundle of permissible uses over the property. The two views exist on a spectrum and the difference may be a matter of focus and emphasis. William Blackstone, in his commentaries on the laws of England, wrote that the essential core of property is the right to exclude. That is, the owner of property must be able to exclude others from the thing in question, even though the right to exclude is subject to limitations. By implication, the owner can use the thing, unless another restriction, such as zoning law, prevents it. Other traditionalists argue that three main rights define property, the right to exclusion, use and transfer. An alternative view of property, favored by legal realists, is that property simply denotes a bundle of rights defined by law and social policy. Which rights are included in the bundle known as property rights, and which bundles are preferred to which others, is simply a matter of policy. Therefore, a government can prevent the building of a factory on a piece of law, through zoning law or criminal law, without damaging the concept of property. The bundle of rights view was prominent in academia in the 20th century and remains influential today in American law. Priority Different parties may claim a competing interest in the same property by mistake or by fraud, with the claims being inconsistent with each other. For example, 
The party creating or transferring an interest may have a valid title but may intentionally or negligently create several interests wholly or partially inconsistent with each other. A court resolves the dispute by adjudicating the priorities of the interests. Property rights and rights to people. Property rights are rights over things enforceable against all other persons. By contrast, contractual rights are rights enforceable against particular persons. Property rights may, however, arise from a contract. The two systems of rights overlap. In relation to the sale of land, for example, two sets of legal relationships exist alongside one another, the contractual right to sue for damages, and the property right exercisable over the land. More minor property rights may be created by contract, as in the case of easements, covenants, and equitable servitudes. A separate distinction is evident where the rights granted are insufficiently substantial to confer on the non-owner a definable interest or right in the thing. The clearest example of these rights is the license. In general, even if licenses are created by a binding contract, they do not give rise to property interests. Property rights and personal rights. Property rights are also distinguished from personal rights. Practically all contemporary societies acknowledge this basic ontological and ethical distinction. In the past, groups lacking political power have often been disqualified from the benefits of property. In an extreme form, this has meant that people have become objects of property, legally things or chattels. More commonly, marginalized groups have been denied legal rights to own property. These include Jews in England and married women in Western societies until the late 19th century. The dividing line between personal rights and property rights is not always easy to draw. For instance, is one's reputation property that can be commercially exploited by affording property rights to it? The question of the proprietary character of personal rights is particularly relevant in the case of rights over human tissue, organs and other body parts. The rights of women to control their own body have been and sometimes in some places subordinated to other people's control over their fetus. For example, government intervention that controls the conditions of birthing by prohibiting or requiring cesarean sections. Whether and how a woman becomes pregnant or carries a pregnancy to term is also subject to laws mandating or forbidding abortion, or restricting access to birth control. A woman's right to control her body during pregnancy or possible pregnancy, what work she does, what food or substances she ingests, other activities she engages in, have also frequently been subject to restrictions by many other parties. In response, a number of countries have passed laws banning pregnancy discrimination. English judges have recently made the point that such women lack the right to exclusive control over their own bodies, formerly considered a fundamental common law right. In the United States, a quasi-property interest has been explicitly declared in the dead body. Also in the United States, it has been recognized that people have an alienable proprietary right of publicity over their persona. The patent-slash-patenting of biotechnological processes and products based on human genetic material may be characterized as creating property in human life. A particularly difficult question is whether people have rights to intellectual property developed by others from their body parts. In the pioneering case on this issue, the Supreme Court of California held in Moore v. Regents of the University of California, 1990, that individuals do not have such a property right. Classification Property law is characterized by a great deal of historical continuity and technical terminology. The basic distinction in common law systems is between real property, land, and personal property, chattels. Before the mid-19th century, the principles governing the transfer of real property and personal property on an intestacy were quite different. 
Though this dichotomy does not have the same significance anymore, the distinction is still fundamental because of the essential differences between the two categories. An obvious example is the fact that land is immovable, and thus the rules that govern its use must differ. A further reason for the distinction is that legislation is often drafted employing the traditional terminology. The division of land and chattels has been criticized as being not satisfactory as a basis for categorizing the principles of property law since it concentrates attention not on the proprietary interests themselves but on the objects of those interests. Moreover, in the case of fixtures, chattels which are fixed to or placed on land may become part of the land. Real property is generally subclassified into 1. Corporeal hereditaments, tangible real property, land. 2. Incorporeal hereditaments, intangible real property such as an easement of way. Although a tenancy involves rights to real property, a leasehold estate is typically considered personal property, being derived from contract law. In the civil law system, the distinction is between movable and immovable property, with movable property roughly corresponding to personal property, while immovable property corresponding to real estate or real property, and the associated rights, and obligations thereon. Possession the concept of possession developed from a legal system whose principal concern was to avoid civil disorder. The general principle is that a person in possession of land or goods, even as a wrongdoer, is entitled to take action against anyone interfering with the possession unless the person interfering is able to demonstrate a superior right to do so. In England, the Torts, Interference with Goods, Act 1977 has significantly amended the law relating to wrongful interference with goods and abolished some long-standing remedies and doctrines. Transfer of property. The term transfer of property generally means an act by which a living person conveys property, in present or in future, to one or more other living persons, or to himself and one or more other living persons. To transfer property is to perform such an act. The most common method of acquiring an interest in property is as the result of a consensual transaction with the previous owner, for example, a sale or a gift. Dispositions by will may also be regarded as consensual transactions, since the effect of a will is to provide for the distribution of the deceased person's property to nominated beneficiaries. A person may also obtain an interest in property under a trust established for his or her benefit by the owner of the property. It is also possible for property to pass from one person to another independently of the consent of the property owner. For example, this occurs when a person dies in chastate, goes bankrupt, or has the property taken in execution of a court judgment. Lease Historically, leases served many purposes, and the regulation varied according to intended purposes and the economic conditions of the time. Leaseholds, for example, were mainly granted for agriculture until the late 18th century and early 19th century, when the growth of cities made the leasehold an important form of landholding in urban areas. The modern law of landlord and tenant in common law jurisdictions retains the influence of the common law and, particularly, the laissez-faire philosophy that dominated the law of contract and the law of property in the 19th century. With the growth of consumerism, the law of consumer protection recognized that common law principles assuming equal bargaining power between parties may cause unfairness. Consequently, reformers have emphasized the need to assess residential tenancy laws in terms of protection they provide to tenants. Legislation to protect tenants is now common. The Law School of America Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This has been a Creative Commons licensed podcast. The content used in the podcast is licensed by the Wikimedia Foundation incorporated under a Creative Commons attribution, share alike license. The text has been modified for audio. The content of these podcasts is for informational purposes only and do not constitute professional advice. These podcasts are not associated with the Wikimedia Foundation in any context. The Law School of America. (laughs) 